your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special Christmas Eve Locked On Canadians. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day. As you know, my co-host Laura is in Dubai visiting her parents right now. And I am not alone, though. I am uh, being supervised by the actual adults in the room once again. Good friend of the show, Ian Boisvert, joins us to do a very, very busy Friday mailbag. Y'all came through with a ton of questions, and thank you for understanding that I wanted to take a night off to drink mulled wine and decorate a Christmas tree and stare at Henry Cavill in The Witcher, and I thank you for that. Ian, you ready for a mailbag? Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't know I was the adult in the room. Last time we talked about The Simpsons, so and that was my doing. Ian, I apparently I made a Robespierre reference in our show, and I just didn't remember it, as someone pointed out on Twitter. And I'm like, I don't know how often I talk about guillotines and such, but that's very uh, concerning on my part. Laura and Julian, if you are listening to this, you'll note I haven't set anything or myself on fire. We've moved on to the French reign of terror, which I think is a more adult way to handle this. So... What we're going to do, we're going to launch into our mailbag. We got a ton of questions from everyone. If you want to tweet us your mailbag questions at any point in time, at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter or LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. And our first question comes from Jay Forster, our good friend from Locked On Blue Jackets. Which hab would you bring home for the holidays to meet your parents? I saw this one, and I think my first answer is my gut response, and I can't argue with it i think it's josh anderson uh he's a handsome guy kind of goofy he'll get along with people probably end up playing ball hockey with the nephews like i I just i feel like josh anderson's the right one but what are you gonna do when he's trying to like carry a tray into like the dining room table and because he can't stop at any point in time he just goes through the dining room table and just like ruins christmas dinner i mean i i figure we'll give him something else to carry (laughs) <laughs> he's he's not he's not being tasked with any sort of actual responsibilities that involve finesse if we need someone to do a brick wall he's the guy josh no that's the fireplace stop turn for the love of god what are you doing <laughs> i think uh, we talked about this in in messages about how josh anderson he's video game uh mechanics that can't that go straight and fast and nowhere else like he's He's Toad in Mario Kart with the golden mushroom. He's the, the, the room in Team Rocket's fortress in Pokemon where like the, the platforms make you go in certain directions with no control. Josh Anderson is the out-of-control speed demon. He's great if you learn how to play with them. Uh, until you do, uh, good luck with that. Um, this is tough. Uh, my answer would probably be someone like a Jeff Petrie or a Nick Suzuki because you know they're going to be very well behaved and well-mannered Jeff would bring fantastic wine to Christmas dinner. And I don't think this should surprise absolutely anybody. So uh, next question comes from Randy Hansen with the recent Laval call-ups. Will the recent Laval call-ups actually get a chance to play once the schedule resumes? And my first thought is we don't even know when the schedule is resuming and the rocket aren't playing until January 5th. So maybe question mark. Yeah, and it all it all you know 
depends on the Canadians' health outside of COVID too. Like, you know, how many guys they've had on injured reserve? When do they come back? You know, if they come back, are there roster spots available? I see this mostly as insurance for those guys. Um, it also, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that calling these guys up. I'm nearly certain they get paid an NHL salary while they're up. So if they're on a two way contract, they're making a little bit extra being up with the big club. It's not a it's it's a pretty nice thing of the team to do to not send them back down, even though there's no games. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure the only one who isn't on a two-way contract is Rafael Harvey-Pinard, who is on his entry-level deal. Uh, both Vedamo and Belzeal and I believe Laurent Dauphin are all on two-way contracts right now with the recent call-ups. So that's actually a really good point. It's a nice holiday bonus for him. Like, hey, guys, you did great for the Rocket, and I know we're not playing, but here's a little extra money in your pocket. I Are they paying them over the COVID pause? I I should ask Andrew that he would probably know. He knows he knows CBA things that I don't because the NHL CBA was written by. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a riddle master from like the from like myths, and I'm just drawing a blank. It's been a very long day. The way, the way I've understood it is they're paid by the day, not by the game. So I mean, it, you know, it's a certain amount of paydays throughout the year, and then they stop getting paid. Um, that's the way I've understood it. Again, I'm not a capologist, but um, if if that's the case, neat. If not, we'll see Flipper play eventually for the Canadians. I don't think we'll, we've seen the last of him. That's my other thing is, are these games that are getting canceled, like counting against their waiver eligibility? I have a lot of questions to answer uh, over the course here. And maybe someone will tell us on Twitter tomorrow because people love to tell me things on Twitter. Um, also from Randy, what holiday movie reminds you the most of this year's Habs and why should it be Krampus? Uh, I don't know. I mean... It's you could say the Canadians are like the, the 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 bandits from the Home Alone movies. Just everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Uh, we've seen Marv skeleton. We've seen you know getting hit by paint cans. Like it, it, I I see them as like a comically uh, you know just misfortunate group. My thought is it's Die Hard because every single night I get my hopes up and then like Alan Rickman, they throw me off the top of Nakatomi Plaza and I die a little inside each time. So um, I think that's a fairly fitting answer. I thought it was going to be because watching them feels like walking on broken glass. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have (laughs) clinical depression. Um, uh, From Beth of the Happy Hour, which hab do you think would be the most difficult to buy for in Secret Santa gift exchange? It. This has to be Shea Weber or Carey Price, right? I feel like you even if you did nail the gifts for them, they're so they're so like uh, stoic, you'll never know that they liked it. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like the risk reward with like a Gallagher is high, like if he hates it you're going to know, but if he loves it you're also going to know that. I feel like getting a present for Carey or or for Shea Weber is like a lose-lose situation. Like no matter what they're going to be like, "Oh cool, thanks." Hello, Carrie. I got you this very expensive Yeti cooler filled to the brim with meat. Okay, thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, shucks. Uh, oh, shucks. <laughs> uh, what is your festivist grievance? Boy, I don't... So, I mean, I work from home now. I, like, never leave my house or interact with anybody. My, my current grievance is... And I'm going to talk about vaccines for a second because I'm a little annoyed at the moment. But everyone refers to like being fully vaccinated and boosted as having three doses. And I'm boosted and fully vaccinated, but I only have two doses because I had one of those lame one dose vaccines at first. So I feel very left out. That's my grievance. 
Well, as someone who has all three funded by Dolly Parton, thanks, Dolly. Your preach. Love you. Um, you are you are infinitely inferior to me. I'm sorry. That's just the way this works. That's know, how the math shakes I, out. <laughs> I have a little bit of the Dolly. The Dolly's my booster. <laughs> um, my festivist grievance is, hey, people, I work in retail. If you are pushing your shopping cart and you see someone hauling a runner that is filled to the brim with beer and hard seltzer, you have option A, move to the left, and option A, move to the right, and you pick option C, stand in the middle of the aisle like a nincompoop, you should be karate chopped in the throat. <laughs> that is my festivist, that is my festivist grievance every year. Um, I didn't just work a nine hour shift at, at a busy store, but we have one more non nemesis question and coming up in our next segment, folks, we have all the nemesis questions because it wouldn't be Christmas without will trying to ruin it for all of us. And that is coming up next. Just because the Christmas shopping season is over doesn't mean that you don't need something to help you power through all of your days and you want something that tastes great? How about Built Bar where you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Comes in so many incredible flavors such as raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or even peanut butter brownie. There is something for everyone and Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need for anything. You're trying to drive, make it through the day, going to your in-laws for Christmas or the new year, guess what? Built Bar's got something for you. And you know what? They're low calorie, low carb, low in fat, high in protein, everything you want. And if you want something else, there's also Built Puffs, which are little marshmallowy treats. Dunk them in your hot chocolate for a little extra treat. And if you go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your order. So check it out. There's something for everyone at built.com. And remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Folks, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. StatHero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part, StatHero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking the odds that are over four times better. So right now, sign up for free at stathero.com hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com hockey and promo code hockey for a 100% match. One more time, stathero.com hockey, promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. As always, thank you for making Locked On Canadians your first listen of the day every single day. And if you like this, you should check out Locked On Now, where they cover all the breaking NHL news, stories, and everything else you need on their YouTube channel and wherever you can find podcasts. So we have one question left from Jared Willette before we get into all the nemesis questions this week. And it says, do you think Primo will get significant playing time with the Habs this year? Is there any news regarding the GM search? And have you heard any rumors on Jordan Harris signing with another team at the end of this season? To the last two, Ian and I talked a little bit about the GM search. Uh, It's not supposed to really kick off until the holidays are over. When we know, I'm sure everyone else will. Uh, As for Jordan Harris, we haven't heard anything since Mark Bergevin basically said, well, if he wants to sign elsewhere, oh well. And he then got promptly fired a couple weeks after the fact. 
Uh, I will think I would think they'll circle back on Jordan Harris, but the Primo one's interesting, Ian, because my whole thought with that is it all depends on when Carey Price comes back, and it all depends on what they do with Jake Allen. Yeah, I mean, if if they move Allen, um, it 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 opens up a essentially a guaranteed spot for him. Um, you know, I don't think Montembeau is long for this team. Uh, I just the way that they've been using him, the way that they called up Primo, even though Montembeau was still on the roster, it seems very much like they'd like to move on from that that contract. Um, but you know, if 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 Allen is somehow moved before the deadline, and Price is healthy, I could see a Price Primo tandem at least through the end of the season. I mean, Primo could have worse goalies to come up underneath. You know, like that's that's a great person to learn from. Um, Price has never really had to be a mentor for a backup goalie. He's usually had, you know, one of his peers as a backup. So it'll be interesting to see if that's how it plays out. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is if Price isn't getting rushed back, like you can go Alan Primo. That's fine. You can wave Montembeau and you still have McNiven. Uh, my thought is Price will come back. They will wave Montembeau and they will see what happens. And depending on what Price's health is long term, uh, they'll go from there. It, it's such an up in the air thing right now that it's very hard to uh, to really know. Like we don't know because now Kerry can't even go to the rink to work out because they have shut it down due to the rise in COVID cases and everything else. So it's one of those, I hate saying we'll wait and see, but that's literally all it is, is, you know, wait and see. Um, now for the nemesis questions, which will, because Laura is not here to stop him from being a pest sent five of them because he's awful. Which country's version of Santa is your favorite and which is your least favorite? This is the part where I, where I have to unfortunately say I'm not that well-versed in other countries' versions of Santa. I'm literally um, Googling it in the background right now. So the only, like, only thing I can think of, and it's not even real, and I'm, ba- I'm mad that my dumb brain goes to this, is the, the episode of South Park where, where Slash is like a Santa Claus figure like from other countries and they're like, Oh, slash isn't actually real. Like the guitarist from guns and roses, like, <laughs> he's not actually real. He f- parents just made him up. So he comes to birthday parties and they call him Voodoo slouch or something. I think my personal favorite, because I just Googled this and this is on worldatlas.com, is Iceland has the modern Santa Claus equivalent in Iceland is known as the Yule lads. Yule <laughs> lads are depicted as 13 men who travel around the country during Christmas, offering gifts to children with good morals. And if you don't think a group of people named the Yule Lads is awesome, I think you're wrong. And my least favorite is, well, I don't know. Krampus seems pretty terrible considering, you know, he put, I mean, he should punish children who have been naughty, like knocking over beer displays, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Krampus is terrible. And there was an, there was one in Big Mouth and I wish I could remember what the name of it was. Um, that you have to do certain things or it eats you on Christmas Eve. And I cannot remember the name of the monster from their Christmas special. I'm sure someone will correct me on this. Uh, Also from Will, do you think Santa is already working on a new workshop location for when the year-round ice melts due to climate change, or is he taking the boomer mindset of not caring about it until it's too late? God. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> magic. The answer is magic. Move on. Next question. <laughs> oh, it, the next one doesn't get any better. Why does Santa <laughs> insist on propping up a fossil fuel industry by continuing to give coal to children on the naughty list? 
clearly Santa is a is a senator from West Virginia. So I was gonna say the same thing. What? <laughs> Mansion oh, Claus. Oh no, that's terrible. Boo, <laughs> boo that. That's that's awful. Joe Manchin gets nothing. Well, no, he wants coal for Christmas, so Joe Manchin right. gets a wind turbine for Christmas now. Like, oh. uh, which North Pole is Santa's workshop actually located on? There are more than one North Pole. I I wouldn't even know where to start. Does he mean like the North Pole on Mars? Is he saying other planets' North Poles? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, like, because that sounds like something Will would do. Um, I'm just going to say that he's just up north there where the northern lights are constantly going. And that's probably where it is. And like he said, it's melting. And sooner or later, we're going to see like a giant candy cane pole that says Santa's workshop, you know, just kind of drifting into the East River in New York because all the ice caps have melted. So what are the foods you'd least want to see on the menu for the feast of the seven fish as an italian this um let's see here we did this question last year but i think cod balls dolphin fish and fried smelts are very high on my list of things i do not want to eat um octopus salad doesn't sound i what is scungilly salad well oh (laughs) god no it's that it's sea snails that's my answer is oh scungilly salad which is awful i know will has an answer to this but ian i don't know if you actually googled what this is um but this i mean for it's not great a well-known dish is bacala oh salted codfish which someone i follow on twitter talked about cooking salted codfish today and they said it takes them a year to forget the smell so uh, my two answers are definitely salted codfish and the scungilly salad. Oh, Merry Christmas, Will. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Will. You've made me both not hungry and miserable. I hope you're happy. I know you are because this is what you wanted. Um, but how dare you? How dare you ruin Christmas? Uh, there was one other question from our friend Goalie Droid. There is a lot in there. I'm going to tackle that with Laura next week just because we want to actually give it the due that it deserves in its own segment on that. So don't worry. We have not forgotten about it. We will get to that next week. But coming up in our final segment, because we love food and this is going to be the most ridiculous mailbag episode we've ever done, Ian and I are going to play Two Truths and a Fry, and I cannot wait. And folks, that is coming up next. Folks, sports are marching through the holiday season, and Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the NFL gears up for the playoffs and college bowl season is in full swing. And Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the game starts. So I can't take credit fully for this final segment here. This was actually something I talked about with Ian after one of our episodes. Ian, do you want to explain the concept of two truths and a fry before we begin? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have a, a podcast, Nosebleed, the Nosebleeds podcast. I haven't recorded in a while, but a few years ago, at the start of baseball season, I saw uh, 
a piece of a, 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 a menu item you could order at a Texas Rangers game. Uh, it's called the Fowl Pole, uh, Fowl F O W L. It is a two pound chicken tender. It comes in a carrying case on a bed of fries, and it costs twenty seven fifty. So this kind of inspired me to look into some of the more ridiculous uh, food items that you could buy at Major League ballparks. And also, I wanted to throw in some that I made up and see if my friends could notice which ones I made up and they could discern them between ones that are real. Um, so that started Two Truths and a Fry, obviously, based off of the game Two Truths and a Lie. Um, I have them split up into three groups. We'll play three quick rounds. Um, the first two are sorted by the type of they are. The last one is a lightning round. There's just three random foods that I found. Sound good? Yes, let's do. I don't know what these are because I didn't know Ian did this on his show. So I am very excited for this. Um, Ian, let's go. What do you got? All right. I'm going to give you the team, the name of the food and what the food is. Uh, Round one. These are all items that contain pickles. Major League ballparks love pickles. I love pickles, too. But these guys take it to a little, you know, a a much further place. Um, The Milwaukee Brewers. They something at least in 2018 now this may may have changed but this was real at some point uh they sold something called the sour the sour brew pickle it was a jumbo dill pickle beer battered fried and served with gouda cheese oh god um oh god (laughs) yeah so remember one of these of, of these three is fake the other two are real uh next up the chicago cubs sold something called the chicago dog or chicago sandwich rather uh Pickle brine, chicken thigh topped with a tempura, uh, tempura, I think it's onions, um, dill aioli and an onion roll, served on an onion roll. Uh, or is it the, the same Texas Rangers of the foul pole? They had something called a dog. It was a cord pickle stuffed with hot dogs, um, battered and fried. I want to say the fake one is going to be the Chicago sandwich because beer battering something sounds so Milwaukee. And I swear I remember seeing the pickle stuffed or the hot dog stuffed pickle all over Twitter and just losing my mind at that. So you're right that the the dilly dog, the cord pickle with the hot dog in it, that one's real. But the Chicago sandwich is real. The Milwaukee Brewers sour pickle, I made that one up. See, it, it works though because it's the Milwaukee Brewers in Wisconsin. It's beer battered and served with melted cheese. It doesn't get any more Wisconsin than that. And if they don't have that, you should tell them to make that because I'm sure they'd sell a bajillion of them. It does sound pretty good. After I wrote it, I was like, dang, that actually sounds like something I would order. And then I had to I had to do some introspection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried right, about you, buddy. I'm a little worried about you there. <laughs> ready for round two? Yes. All right. So another thing that I noticed a lot was they love Cheetos. Ballparks love putting Cheetos on things. So all of these are Cheeto themed. Can we have a sidebar for a second? Stop yeah. it. What is wrong with all of you? Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Why are Cheetos on everything? Why? 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 It's, I think it's just because it's cheap. Like it's cheap. It's salty. It's cheesy. And you can put it on stuff. That's literally it. Just get some shredded cheese. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. All right. right. Sorry. All right. What do we got? The first item here you can buy at a Dodgers game. It is called a Cheeto Lote. Roasted sweet corn rubbed with chipotle lime mayo, dusted in flaming hot Cheetos. 
That actually doesn't uh, sound too bad. I'm not going to lie to you. It really doesn't. Um, <laughs> the second item uh, at Atlanta Braves games, Cheeto fried chicken, chicken tenders battered and breaded in crushed Cheetos. No. Fried and served with a side of spicy ranch. No. <laughs> or is it, and I, this is the third time the Rangers are showing up in this segment. The Texas Rangers have a Cheetos jalapeno bacon dog, a hot dog wrapped in bacon covered with Cheeto cheese sauce topped with Cheetos and jalapenos. Oh, I want to say the Cheeto fried steak or the Cheeto fried chicken isn't real. <laughs> Am You'd I right? right. That's oh, thank right. God. Which I think the more horrifying aspect of it is that the Cheeto lote was real. Like there was corn rubbed with Cheetos. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait Which... to have Carly listen to this tomorrow <laughs> because her reaction's going to be horrified that one, I want to eat some of these things like... Oh, dear Lord. All right, last round. This one's just sort of potpourri. This is everything else. These were just three that I found that didn't fit in any of the other boxes. All right. Uh, the Tigers uh, in Detroit, uh, did they sell something called the Coney Dog Egg Roll? An egg roll filled with hot dogs, chili, and covered with mustard and onions. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that can't be real. No, please tell me that's not real. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, did they sell something called a peanut butter and bacon sandwich, which is sourdough bread, jelly glazed bacon, and peanut butter? Or is it the Arizona Diamondbacks, they sold something called a churro dog. It's a churro with frozen yogurt, whipped cream, uh, a chocolate sauce served in a chocolate frosted donut bun. So, so I do. Isn't real? I think the churro dog is real. Uh huh. The peanut butter and bacon. The je- that that sandwich sounds like I've had I've seen I've heard of peanut butter and jelly burgers, but not just the bacon sandwich. I think the one that's not real is that one because that Coney dog sounds disgusting enough that a baseball team would do it. Scott, this is where I have bad news for you. I have to tell you that all three of those items are real. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, okay, one the last two fine. That's fine. Why yeah. are you putting a hot dog in an egg roll and covering it in mustard? And not only that, like the, when I ran this, when I did this on my show, the, you know, that item we looked at, the Detroit Tigers are selling something called a Coney dog. Why? Coney Island is in New York. <laughs> even the Mets were like, nah, man, we're the Mets, but even that sucks too much for us. Uh, give it to Detroit, I guess. Like, you're Detroit, home of pizza, or not pizza, but like Little Caesars pizza and other notable things and you put a hot dog in an egg roll and i have so many questions <laughs> for who came up with this peanut butter and bacon sandwich you know what great you got an afternoon matinee and early one you b- want to bring your kids you give them a peanut butter sandwich and everybody's happy churro dog sounds awesome i love choco tacos this just sounds like a fancier version of choco taco so why not like i also, if you're in Arlington, Texas, and you're not at the Texas Rangers game, I don't know what you're doing. Like you're they... you're not having heart disease is what you're doing. <laughs> like you're not having a coronary by the fourth inning. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna get this Cheeto hot dog and this steak that's just dipped in lard and lit on fire and then fed through like a blender to you. Like, do I'm they offer like on site like Pepto like by the glass for this? It comes, it comes with a defibrillator. Uh, yeah, that guy ordered the heart attack. Uh, we're going to need paramedics to section 12 uh, just in case. He's eaten two-thirds of it already. Like, 
Texas, we, we need to bring it in here, guys. Why? 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 It's I, great. I, I gotta I gotta see a game there. Just I, not even to try a lot of this stuff. I just just the experience. Just walking around and looking at. I want to know who is buying these things. Like, <laughs> I want to know who is. I want to see the human being who walks up and goes, "I need three foul poles, please." And just the the poor underpaid staffer behind them going, "Are you sure?" Are you really sure you want to do that, sir? The, the so. foul pole is the funniest one because it comes in a case and it just reminded me of the Taco Town bit from Saturday Night Live where like the tacos getting more and more intense and they're carrying it in like duffel bags. Like that's what I imagine. It's a two pound chicken tender. Like that's insanity. It's so unhealthy. And now I'm hungry. Again. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm going to go deep fry some Cheetos and some gabagool in the fridge and sell it to the Texas Rangers. So... Uh, thank you everyone for uh, listening into our mailbag episode and watch me descend into insanity over MLB ballpark food. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Scott Matla. Laura's at the active stick and you can follow the show at LO underscore Canadians and you can follow Ian at maybe it's Ian on Twitter. Thank you all everyone. If you celebrate Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. Everyone else have a happy holidays. We will be back Monday with a new episode. World Juniors is right around the corner. And thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Please check out Lockdown Bets for all of your betting needs with Lee Sterling and your boy Q.